0: Good morning, KBRF listeners. This is Debbie Kaminsky, number one international best-selling author, speaker, coach, and podcast host, and the president of the Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls. You know, we at the Christian Women's Club are truly so grateful that we have KBRF radio here, and we thank them for giving us the time to connect with you, despite our inability to meet with you face-to-face. Of course, we hope that will change soon. Uh, We've been in touch with the Y and they tell us probably not until September or after that. So we as a board decided to secure time slots in July and August right here on KBRF radio, same time, 1040, the second Thursday of the month, which is when we typically meet. So that'll be on July 9th and August 13th at 1040. So be sure to put it on your calendars and join us then. Listen, today I have the honor of introducing to you a very good friend of mine, a speaker, author, coach, trainer, uh, my friend Dave Cornell. Now, some of you probably know him. He's that big, bald guy with the big, bold message. Dave helps individuals and organizations overcome their fears by making courageous choices, both personally and professionally, so that they can lead more productive, passionate, and engaged lives. He's the founder of Cultivate Courage, and he's right here in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. He's been married to his lovely wife, Amy, for 38 years, and he's a dad to two grown daughters and a grandpa to four amazing grandkids. Welcome, Dave.
1: Thank you so much. It is a pleasure to be with you and an honor as well, Deb. I'm looking forward to to our conversation.
0: Thanks, Dave. I'm so glad that you were able to do this and that you volunteered your time. You have just a, so many great stories, and you have put them in a book. You have a book, uh, and your book is also called Cultivate Courage, right?
1: Correct, yes.
0: You published that in August of 20,
1: 2018? Yes, I did, yep. yep.
0: Wow. So you are a published author as well. And you're a speaker. You speak a lot, I know, to businesses. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's where most of uh, most of the work that I do is in the secular world, businesses and associations and organizations. But I've had the great pleasure of speaking in some schools and also in some uh, church and camp settings, too.
0: Oh, that's so that's great. There's so many people that need that message about courage, particularly today in this COVID time? There's so many of us living in fear right now. Would you agree?
1: Oh, without question. And uh-huh. and uh, the, the thing that's really interesting about this, that when I speak, I speak on rational fear uh, and irrational fear. And I focus mainly on irrational fear. But this COVID thing is really interesting because I think that there are a lot of rational fears with this as well. As we take a look at the number of people that are getting sick and dying, certainly that is a rational fear. But when mm-hmm. we see people hoarding uh, toilet paper, that's an <laughs> irrational fear. Uh, gotcha. So this, uh, this is an interesting mix of the two.
0: Yes, it sure is. Well, Dave, tell us, why do you speak on fear and courage?
1: Well, uh, 10 years ago, uh, January of 20, 2010, I began to recognize and understand the role that fear had played in much of my life, going back to when I was a kid. Uh, and as I as I began to explore my own um, fears and insecurities with a wonderful counselor down in the Twin Cities, uh, I began to, you know, talk about it a little bit here and there. Uh, and and people would say, "Oh, really? You too? I thought I was the only one." The the obvious antidote to fear. Is courage, or in the in the realm that we're talking about it today, the the, the real realm? It's faith. I think faith and courage uh, can be can be synonymous as we talk about this this journey from fear to courage.
0: So true, and that's what I spoke on last month was uh, faith over fear. It's just we, it can grip us, can't it? And and if we don't really look to the big guy upstairs, the one who made us, the one who's in control. This fear can just take control. Yeah. So, how did you start speaking on these topics?
1: Well, uh, I had lost my job in January of 2010. My wife lost her job in February of 2011. We lived in the Twin Cities. We went through all of our savings. We ended up selling our home at the bottom of the market, and uh, we were had had. Lengthy unemployments again went through all of our savings, sold our home uh, and when we sold our home, we had no jobs we had uh we had no place to live, and we had no money and again yeah. i was uh I was going through this counseling with this wonderful counselor as as we as we went through that journey, I began to recognize and see God working through this process as difficult as it was. Um, uh, The the verse that is foundational for my talk is Joshua 1.9. This is where Joshua is taking over for Moses. Moses has passed away. The period of mourning is over and Joshua is getting ready to to lead the Israelites or the Jewish people into the promised land. And uh, I envision God with his arm around Joshua saying to him, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for I, the Lord your God, will be with you wherever you go. And Mm -hmm. I believe, Deb, that the, the very same God that had his arm around Joshua had his arm around me and my wife and all of us when we're going through difficult times. But we have to be willing to acknowledge, first of all, that we have the fear and we have to courageously step into that fear with God's help.
0: That is such a great visual for us, Dave, because it's so true when we get scared, if we can literally think about God putting his arm around us and taking us through this with courage, then it, it can totally change how we manage through it and how we view it. How, what was that like for you then when you, I mean, do you, do you specifically remember that experience of feeling God? with you in these moments? Oh
1: there were there were countless times where I recognized that God was with me during that journey. I don't do it as much as I used to, but I used to do it often daily. Um, I was diagnosed with situational depression at the time for a couple of years and and I prayed I prayed for glimmers of hope. Uh mm-hmm. and and just anything. Lord give me anything that helps me know that you're there. And that I'm that I'm moving in the right direction, and then and then I and that I'm being part of the process and not just leaving it all up to you. Uh, and so there were many times where we would get an unexpected check in the mail, or I would get a uh, as I was starting my business, I would get a little speaking gig and and get paid more than what I had anticipated being paid. So mm-hmm. God was with us throughout that entire journey and continues to be.
0: Mm hmm. Such a great testimony, isn't it? Of the of the verse, um, ask and you shall receive. Yeah. yeah. When we're not asking for what we need, whether it be financial support or someone to show up in our lives to help us out of a dark place or a challenging time or, you know, do something that we're unable to do, like mow the lawn. When we ask him, it's amazing. I'm, I'm blown away every day, Dave, uh, how God answers prayers. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it's, well, <laughs> why are we amazed by that? He's the guy.
0: I know, right? We, I always say that. Yeah, why am I amazed? Yeah, we,
1: but we are. Um, and, yeah. and I think when we think of our significance in the, in the, in the world, there, 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 we're not very significant. Uh, right. But that just shows our significance to God um, mm. in that we are significant to him and he answers our prayers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love knowing, you know, God has our names written in the palm of mm. his hand. Yeah. Yep. That's... Every single one of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We matter. He made us a masterpiece. It just it's a, it's just truly, truly an amazing experience when you have God wrap his arms around you. Yeah. And Walk you through tough times. So Dave, you were in that place where you both lost your jobs within a year of each other. Was it even closer than that? It was a few months. It was
1: was 13 months. I was January of of 2010 and Amy was February of 2011.
0: Man, I'm sure you guys never saw that coming.
1: Yeah, it was. uh, When I speak, I talk about never underestimate the value of a crisis. And truly, that was a crisis time in our lives. Yeah. Um, but in, in it, where we are now, we can look back on it and say it, it's truly one of the best things that ever happened to us. Really? When we think about crisis, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not something that we ever want to go through again, but you know, we've gone through some crisis times here now with the COVID and with the, with the George Floyd situation. Um,
0: Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. and there,
1: we don't ever want to go through either of these things again. But we have to recognize that in these difficult times, God is still at work and there will be amazing, powerful things that will come out of both of these. So it's about it's about stepping back from the crisis that we are in, which is what Amy and I had to do and say, all right, Lord, what are you teaching us? Uh, How can we serve you in this and how will be how will we be better because we've gone through this Uh, again? Not that we want to go through it again or we wish it on anybody else, but we have to recognize that it's in crisis times. That's when God meets us.
0: Yes, that is so, so true. So if you, you know, we have people out here, I'm sure, that are listening that have lost their jobs or that are wondering where the next paycheck is coming from or wondering when we will get back to normal, if we will. or people missing people? Uh, because they haven 't been able to because of the constraints, including this this program the christian women 's Club, that meets every month what what would you what would you say would be your primary recommend, recommendations to them in their in their dark places
1: you know uh, in my book, Deb, I outlined three steps to moving from fear to courage, uh, and I think one of the things that 's important to remember is. My book and my message is not about becoming fearless. You know, people talk about becoming fearless. If you Google fearless living, there are 51 million things that you can look up on the internet.
0: This wow. this
1: isn't about becoming fearless. This is about recognizing that uh, in our humanness, we have fear, but it's about it's about stepping courageously into that fear, not going mm. around it, not you know, avoiding it, which is something that I did for much of my life. And I must admit, I still do often. Um, But it's about recognizing, again, that God is with us in this journey. And so the three steps simply are name your fear. You have to acknowledge that you have the fear. I say it's like being an alcoholic or a drug addict. If you don't Mm -hmm. don't acknowledge it, you'll never change it. So you've got to name your fear. The second thing that you got to that you that you need to do is you need to frame your fear. Begin to see your fear in a whole different way. For me, it was recognizing that much of the fear that I had, the irrational fear that I had, was selfish. It was about protecting me, and and not stepping into who God created me to be. Um, so it's name your fear, frame your fear, and the third step is to claim your courage. It's about stepping into wh- whatever path God is leading you down, not knowing what's going to happen when you take that step.
0: Right, and right. That's, the,
1: that's what courage is all about is, I, I, I don't know where this is going to take me, but th- I'm trusting that God is with me. I know that if I fail, I can start over again. And and so really that's the, I, it, it starts with acknowledging your fear. Name it, frame it and claim it. Uh, that is your great.
0: Yeah, that is so great. Name it, frame it and claim it and step into fear courageously because we all right now are stepping into fear. It's just the times that we live in. And as you said, some of it is rational and some of it is not. So separating out what's rational and what's irrational is probably helpful too. Well, Dave, we've just had just a few minutes here to chat, but it's been great. I love I love the message that you have to deliver to people to help them step into their own fears courageously. And I just want to say, if there's anyone that wants to reach out to you, Dave, how can they do that?
1: Well, I would encourage you to check out my website at CultivateCourage.com. You can also reach me at my email, dave at cultivatecourage.com, and also would encourage you to sign up for my blog, and you can do that right on the website. You'll see where you can do that. Uh, and if you sign up for the blog, you'll get uh, a courage tip sheet that outlines those three steps of name, frame, and claim your courage. Uh, so those would be the best ways, I would say at this point, to to reach out, Deb.
0: That is great, Dave. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. We sure appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Deb. I enjoyed our conversation.
0: Take care, Dave.
1: Bye now. Thank you.
0: Thanks so much to Christian Women's Club of Fergus Falls and to KBRF Radio for sponsoring this interview with Dave Cornell. Remember, if you want to reach him, you can reach out to him at CultivateCourage.com. If you'd like to get in touch with Debbie, you can reach out to her at GoodbyePast.com. And remember to catch us here next month again on July 9th at 1040 a.m. right here on KBRF Radio.